0: Welcome to Like Razorblade Pie, a bite-sized book club about the speculative fiction of Harlan Ellison. I'm Michael Swaim, your host, and uh, every week, every, well, whenever it comes out, every episode on this podcast, I'll be pairing a Harlan Ellison short story with a different special guest for reasons, and that's the whole podcast. We'll get into it, we'll get into the short story, and we'll get into the reasons. This time, it's... uh, my best pal abe epperson i did i hesitated because i was like is there suspense (laughs) built into this but i don't think there is no No, you're here i don't think so you're here
1: hi i'm abe yeah hey (laughs) (laughs) we we it's crazy that we're podcasting together you'd think we hadn't
0: done a dozen other podcasts by how awkwardly i'm like should we do should we weave should we weft Mm -hmm. um but i it's think on brand. i think as we grope for a structure and this show evolves and finds itself you're going to hear me you know figure shit out because i have my i have my wacky like pop culture podcasting persona that can banter and tell adam he's a piece of shit and stuff and stir stir the pot and then i have my mm. tales from the pit Hello, welcome to Tales from the Pit. Very like empathetic podcasting persona. Yeah. This is somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle, dude. This show wants That's to be true. funny and insightful. And you can tell by your like hushed tone too. I'm taking a hushed tone and now I'm questioning it as we go. I'm like, maybe I, I don't should... think you should maybe I should relax I it's into right. standard Michael funny. I think Michael. it
1: sets the stage, honestly. And what I what mm-hmm. I what really delights me is this in this type of introspection is very much about the topic of, uh, you know, cutting out the worst parts of yourself. (laughs) So Yes, I I was
0: just about to say, this is not just loose horse shit, as some other shows might put before you. Uh, This is actually very on topic, because only with you would I immediately lapse into sort of a meta-conversation about the structural nuts and bolts of how the thing we're making is going. And that's why I picked you to do this second episode about a story called Shatterday. This story had the distinction of being adapted into a Twilight Zone episode, Twilight Zone 80s reboot show. Pilot, in fact, was uh, Shatterday by Harlan Ellison, by the man himself. But we'll be covering, well, we'll be talking about both, but... Of course, the topic of this podcast is the written short story that appears in the collection of the same name, if you're looking for it, Shatterday. I guess pause this and go read it if you haven't, but FYI, I always announce on Twitter who the guest is going to be and what we're reading, so hopefully you'll spot that. I'm at swame underscore corp on Twitter, and you can read along. So let's dive into Shatterday. Abe, on this show, Mm -hmm. I talk a little more up top, so just bear with me. Um, because I want to sort of read three things from the out from the frame of this story to set the stage. Because Harlan is big on explaining himself and uh, commenting upon his own work and how great he is, uh, for better or for worse. And uh, so there's a lot of framing material in his collections. Uh, I feel I think he feels like it gives you more bang for your buck, you know, and you you want new written words from the author. So there's a dedication in this book to James Blish that says the most indispensable lesson he taught were how badly I could write when I wasn't paying attention and how I could be the king of the world when I did the work with love and courage. And then from the introduction to Shatterday, uh, Ellison says, I'm trying to tell you that fear is okay if you understand that what you fear is the same for everyone. The fears that we are all heir to simply because we are tiny creatures in a universe that is neither benign or malign. It is simply enormous and unaware of us, save as part of the chain of life. How Epperson is that? Huh? It's beautiful. It's very I was just going to say
1: literally, I was just going to be like, that's that's beautiful. <laughs> I had never heard that quote. That's so great.
0: Um, and then in the intro, he also quotes another author, Erwin Shaw who said, in a novel or a play, you must be a whole man. In stories, you can be the fragments of men, worthy and unworthy, who in different seasons abound in you. It is a luxury not to be scorned. And I think that's beautiful as well. But that's mm-hmm. not Alison. That's Alison quoting someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so with those in mind, as your like lens, Abe, mm-hmm. what was Shatterday about and how did it hit you? Surface impressions.
1: Surface impressions and
0: a brief synopsis, if you would. It's very short. <clears throat> yeah, let's
1: run through let's run through the story real quick because it's a short one. I mean, they're all they are short stories, but uh, <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. No, it's um, nice though, is, right?
0: It's not like uh it's not like having to synopsize uh, a full Anderson movie or some multiple. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's pretty, but I think it's I breezy. can do a pretty good job. Which is yeah, okay. So Peter Novins. Uh, Is a guy in a bar and he accidentally dials his own number, like his apartment, and then he in his apartment picks up. And so they have the initially have this back and forth of like, what the fuck? I'm mean. No, I'm me. And uh, most of the story itself is the phone calls between them, and we have like bar Peter who just becomes Peter in the tale. Uh, We kind of hear his internal horror and his machinations because the two start a war of attrition against each other. Peter's tactic is try to suffocate his doppelganger, who at this point uh, we're calling Jay, or uh, he says just call me Jay, which is Peter Jane Evans, yeah. So they're the same guy still, Um, and uh, he cancels and like reforms bank accounts, angers vendors that so he can't get food to the apartment, et cetera. But Jay's tactic seems to be inviting doing things like inviting his estranged mother to live with him in his own apartment. Um, he works in PR, so he cancels Peter's like ethically problematic account. Uh, and both of those things, Peter instead not Jay, but you know, Jay sees this as well, but Peter sees this as self-sabotage. So they determine that they can't go on like this and they're just going to bleed each other dry. And two things become apparent. One is that Jay is kind of the better of the two. He's a better man who makes good, honest decisions and commits to obligations of family instead of trying to move forward in business. Stuff like that. Um, Two, Peter is starting to become very sick. And around this point, I think it's good to know that Cause I think we'll talk about a little later. Jay mentions that he has an idea of what happened. A friend took a photo of his aura and he thinks that somehow that may have created a duplicate image of himself. Uh, But they both kind of dismiss it because they just have no clue what it could be. Um, And it kind of ends with Jay coming to Peter's hotel room where he asks him if he wants anything before Peter dies um, because that's clearly going to happen. Or if he has any regrets. Um, And he says, no, he has no regrets. And they talk more. And I'm sure we'll discuss their kind of brief philosophical encounter. But they end up just shaking hands kind of amiably. And uh, that night, Peter disappears. He literally just out of thin air. He yells out of here. And my last, my, one of my favorite parts, I knew, I know you knew I'd like this is there's the last bit in about the hotel thinking that Peter skipped out on his hotel bill because of this Mm -hmm. and the collection agency then tracks Peter down. Who is Peter J. Novin's still uh, who we knew as Jay. uh, And he just pays it and he says, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know? And Mm -hmm. it's just like, dot, 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 life goes on. Uh, And that's like the short story, right?
0: Ding, ding, ding. You nailed it, sir. Thanks. That's that short story in a nutshell and uh I'll I'll do That's you one better text. on yeah. I'll do you one better on why on uh what are your surface impressions fuck that let's dive right in why yeah, do you think right? I paired this story with you All right
1: I have a lot of thoughts about this uh <laughs> surface value All right we we've talked in our history we've talked a lot about doppelganger stories we have a shared interest in material like uh, annihilation, like enemy, like body snatchers and stuff. I'd say the subtext though, I was struggling with this because I was like, is it about us together or is it about me myself? And so to me, like the subtext with us together is we kind of seen a lot of successes and failures together. You know, we talk about how, you know, we make things and our life is very project based. So there's a lot of opportunity, for a lot of insecurity and confirmation in that process, right? Mm-hmm. We could have we've seen each other kind of up close and personal while we've done it, and it and I don't know. I think like a brotherhood like ours is kind of forged against a lot of what it could have, should have, and uh, so we kind of have a lexicon because of that ongoing di- dialogue. And so I thought that that might be why <laughs> part it of it does is have
0: like... a particular way of speaking, but it's mostly like Harlan Ellison esque. <laughs> It's yeah, yeah, talk. but
1: it's more of just like the thought, like the basis of why what he's mm-hmm. investigating. You know uh, what?
0: That's super interesting. I, I, I'll be honest. I actually didn't think of that angle, but we are kind of doppelgangery.
1: W- yeah, I, I didn't mean like between us. I just no, mean no, that... no, no. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, yeah. it could
0: work between us if you squint. Like, if you squint. not <laughs> the one. I wouldn't want to determine who's Jay and who's Peter, but I mean, nah. we always say same brain all the time.
1: We do That's and our signature move. That's our signature move. And uh and that's and those are in the moments of like elation. you of mm-hmm. like, yes, th- I have someone out there who can in the universe who connects with me on this. Sees my point y- of view, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um there's also like kind of like the swame therapy version, which I'm terrified of, which is like think of your choices, Abe. That thing you did, how dare you? Uh you know, like I don't know. <laughs> I, I do want you to think of your choices. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, I you know what? I once asked way. you to describe me, and you used the word enigmatic, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But uh, all I'll say, I guess, is we can try that in this episode. But uh, you're not gonna crack this old chestnut. <laughs> I guarded. I, yeah, like, a little bit. Yeah, guarded. I guess that's fine. That's fine. More than I'll, enigmatic. I'll cop, I'll cop to that. Uh, sure. Oh, so you're changing it? I actually there's also here's there's the nerd out version that I think I'm is just for me. you and me, but I have mm-hmm. to mention it, which is well, I do think this is a great story. Just outside of anything for one simple reason. Well, I mean it's a rebirth story, and we both kind of that's kind of our favorites. We love stories about creation, but mm-hmm. uh, this one in particular has an added fun structurally, right? Right? It's like a lovely little game that flips the. Like I don't you probably notice this too, the simplest formal unit, right? So if like stories simply can be like drawn to A B A prime most of the time, yeah. you go to a place, come back different, right? Yep. That's the prime. This story, it's A B B prime, right? You meet oh, you. You and go
0: you go to a place, you don't they, come back. But movie continues yeah. and is different, yeah.
1: And I thought that was cool, and I don't that know. That <laughs> is
0: very cool. Well, it's so, man, it's so, It's. it reminds me of Baby Shoes for Sale Never Worn. It's almost the simplest unit of science fiction yeah. that you could still call speculative fiction, and that you could still go, ooh, Twilight zone Yeah, It's so simple. It's, oh, you accidentally dial your number, but you answer. And you're Like all right, it's, all right, it's also campfire perfect. boy. Like, but but it works. It it's, totally a it's, it's a good premise. It's totally yeah.
1: Twilight Zone too. It's like the it's most complete, Twilight it's Zone. The Twilight Zone. You picked <laughs> yeah, yeah. up the phone. <laughs> you know, it's but, but like who that. was phone is <laughs> you <laughs> exactly. But who was <laughs> phone? Uh, it's it's perfect. It's it's. I mean, it it's classic. I guess I should say because mm-hmm. um, perfection doesn't isn't necessarily perfection the is
0: elusive yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah i guess that so one of those one of those reasons why you chose me i guess no but oh that so was shucks. all
0: good introspection which is what the show's about i like uh-huh. hearing people explicate their deal
1: sure yes
0: man. yes i want your i want you to drop your guard everson you're gonna cry <laughs> later on this show. i'm gonna
1: cry later
0: <laughs> not this episode it's a slow it's a slow con you no know, no i
1: just I, said that later at like after oh, this see, episode later, i'm gonna cry <laughs>
0: By your third appearance, I'm going to pick a short story that makes you cry. That's my. That's a single tear, and you'll. A you'll, single Epperson tear. You'll gather it in a file, mm-hmm.
1: and you'll be like, I have it um, now.
0: I'm going to ask that question again at the end of the episode. And I think it'll become que- clear as we um, navigate the space. So let's move into a segment. I don't know if this is a segment or if this show even has segments. As I said, we're groping for a structure, and we'll see if it sticks. But for now, I'm going to. Say it's a segment, maybe it'll have an associated sound effect later. I'm I'm letting the show evolve more than I usually do, but for now this is called Harlan's parlance. <laughs> you know parlance? Yeah, I know parlance.
1: <laughs> it's I mean it's great. That's All it's right. just yeah, it's it's pretty it's great. good. So yeah, this it's...
0: is where we go through the story and just pull out any quotes that we want to or that were like this meant this to me or this bears oh, a right. closer yeah. look. So any notable quotes you want to read, I think we'll alternate. I'll probably have more than you. I think that's gonna be oh the way for it feels. sure.
1: <laughs> for um, sure. I hated for it. For sure. No 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 um, it's just that I uh well I on it one of the only versions that I found uh that were just like online Mm-hmm. uh is an audiobook. So I was like, ooh, and so it was a little harder for me to write it like write, write things down, but I did. Um I think the most I want to start one that I thought was actually like him Ellison trying to say something. Um mm-hmm. and this one is uh in the last meeting uh with Peter and Jay But, of course, before Peter disappears and kind of as they're talking, he has he looks out the window and the quote or like, yeah. And it reads, as it rang, he stared out the 45th floor window of the hotel room at the soulless pylons of their RCA and grants buildings, the other dark glass filling cabinet filing cabinets for people. It was a wonder anyone managed to stay sane, stay whole in such surroundings. Living in cubicles, boxed and trapped and throttled, was it any surprise that people began to fall apart? Even as he seemed to be falling apart, the wonder was that it all it, it all managed to hold together as well as it did. Um, I don't know that what that meant. What I liked about that is a man who's like confronting the fact that he's dying, looking on just like a landscape. Mm-hmm. and seeing about all the protections and boxes and saves that protect but also prisons that internally deconstruct like you you can you can't help but deconstruct yourself it's like it's a wonder that it all holds together like how this this nonsense landscape that is humanity does what it does uh, and it and it persists and i thought that that was kind of cool
0: yeah i was just watching a really good tag te- ted talk today called why humans control the world uh if you want to search for it but it's basically the thesis is that it's because we're capable of imagining things and all subscribing to fictions and the classic example is believing in hell so that you don't murder or rape or etc and uh but this applies of course to things like money existing Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, it's it's a common like oh yeah, that's a weird <laughs> sudden perspective shift that I get pretty frequently of it's strange that society is just held together by everyone agreeing that it's held together. I wonder when that will dis- I wonder <laughs> when that will fail. <laughs> when that system will fail if ever.
1: Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
0: I don't I don't even need to say if ever. I do think you see that system fray pretty easily when when the shit actually goes down,
1: yeah, I think it's that's more of like a '60s, '70s observation too. Like that was like the forefront of like, what are we doing to ourselves with all, all this like business? You know, like that's <laughs> your it's not business. that the, your business. uh That's not as much in the zeit- I mean, it is still in the Zeitgeist because no thought is truly lost if it's out there. And I mean, true. fuck a job. Yeah, fuck a job, but it's just not. Point it's not hugely what we're occupied with all the time. We don't go like, Oh yeah. It's like, we're all Um, doing the rat race. But like with severance,
0: I do think the trope of there's true. That's true. The rat race as a soul destroying thing. You're right. It's not at its, it's not at its peak. It's still there. It's not at its peak. There was a period where everything was about like ticky tacky houses and, let's show wide shots of everyone mowing their lawn in synchronicity so you Mm -hmm. realize oh my god they're just
1: on a treadmill you know yeah um yeah 80s is like edward scissorhands and stuff exactly yeah um
0: but it's still around it's kicking around i think people still feel like there's something dehumanizing about cubicles it's just an easy visualization to make to connect it to like Mm -hmm. An animal in a pen, you know? It's Mm -hmm. low-hanging fruit, I guess, in some way. Mm Low-hanging conceptual fruit. All right, so from the introduction, as I said, I still haven't exhausted even the introduction. There's so many good quotes. Um, Harlan says, We are all as one, living in the same skin, each of us condemned to handle the responsibility of our past, our memories, our destiny, as elements in the great congeries of life. And if you find these dark dreams troubling... Perhaps it is because they are your dreams in the Twilight Zone. Uh, mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. of that was really the quote. I just love, I'm also, I'm really going to push that like sentence to sentence, man, the mouthfeel of a Harlan Ellison line. It's like the Cadillac of
1: lines. Yeah, the Cadillac.
0: I love the way he writes. Um, he
1: he really makes you use all parts of the mouth.
0: That's you know? right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a complexity that is beyond assonance or consonance or just like alliteration. Uh, And it's interesting because Ellison is not spare, not like Hemingway probably would hate Ellison or the archetypal voice of Hemingway would be anti-Ellison.
1: Ellison
0: Uh, Ellison will use as many goddamn adjectives and adverbs as he wants in a way that I find really freeing and sort of... Makes me go, oh, so you can. So if you're good enough, you can
1: do whatever you want. Just go for a run. Just have a little, like, living in cubicles, boxed and trapped and throttled, you know? Yeah. There it is. Three verbs. You, like, Mm -hmm. normally traditional
0: editing wisdom is that's bad. Pick one of those. Pick one. Uh, Mm. I think as he does it boldly and it has an effect it has a distinct effect that is like i'm sure intentional and i appreciate so let's see then the very first line and this speaks to just like we said the punch of the hook i feel like he's such a good razzle dazzle man and knowing like (laughs) that's the meat that's the sizzle that's the hook that's the twilight zone baby Mm -hmm. so uh from the opening sentence this is so hooky Not much later, but later nonetheless, he thought back on the sequence of what had happened, and he knew he had missed nothing. How it had gone was this. (laughs) How it had gone was this. It's like Vonnegut-esque. It says nothing, nothing, but it's like saying, hey, listen, colon. Like, that would be Vonnegut's version, which is arguably stronger. But I do like that it's like, he couldn't believe what had happened, but he realized later, no, that did happen. What had happened was this.
1: (laughs) It also, the caveats, like, you and I love a caveat, you Mm, know? Love
0: a good caveat.
1: And I think it's because it sets the stage as a kind of, like, look, it's not this, but it's this. But, like, you know that they're trying to say this has some complexity to it. Let me explain why. You know, and it's that it sets us off on that tone where he's, like, this guy who just has to get a story out. Uh, And I think that Ellison uses that to great effect in his writing. And I think it also feeds into the boxed and trapped and throttled, like because he he wants to make it a list. He wants to give like, don't you understand that there's emphasis in my voice that I'm pulling these things from air? It's it's a moment epiphany, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, I think it makes you want to listen to him.
0: Here's a quote, Um, but all his work was in the apartment, so he was quite effectively cut off from his career. Back in his hotel room at the Americana, he made a list of things he had to do to survive. It was a new way of thinking, setting down one by one the everyday routine actions from which he was now cut off. And uh, I bring that up, well, I'm going in chronological order of the story, Mm -hmm. page by page, so that's the big reveal, Mm -hmm. because... That's why I paired this story with you. So I guess I'll talk about that now. But uh, I think it's very specific that he makes it, uh, his career is the breaking point. And that like what Jay is doing is uh, bringing connections in with his, I mean, mother, I don't want to air your, I don't want to (laughs) blow up your spot, but like you have that same similar, I know she won't hear this, similar situation with your mother where it's like, or you know what I mean. There's the parallel universe where she doesn't have the need to live with you, but if she wanted to, that would certainly be a burden and a hassle. Mm -hmm. Um, But you still love her very much. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have that situation with my parents and the career being the central thing that he's cut off from. And the idea that the other version uh, made the correct choices because you and I, are yoked in the way that our career ambitions like that's our connection right our connection mm-hmm. runs much deeper than that but i mean something that uniquely joins us is that we're business partners and our career ambitions are identical <laughs> and right. involved with each others and uh you know for more on that listen to the movie diary series but uh i feel like I want to jump to this question: mm-hmm. If you were Peter, would you take the deal? Meaning, would you accept? What if a what if you called Abe and Abe picked up, and Abe had uh, a Cohen Brothers esque situation where he was an acclaimed, fiercely visionary director who got to do tell whatever story he wanted on a grand scale? Would you let him have the slot? That's why I paired it with you, dude. It's
1: the movie thing. <laughs> Hell no. I'd strangle the life from Jay and dump him in a shallow grave. It's me forever, baby.
0: <laughs> is that the uh, honest answer?
1: Um, Kind of, but not. I mean, like... The...
0: So do you, is it more important to you that your story... I should work on but my but egotism. Saying, saying, let, me, like or let, me, is... let me up the ante and explain the situation. The uh, other Abe is you, has the same values and story ideas and elucidates them just as well. He's gonna nail it like he would do what the, you would. I do. know,
1: but I, I also think I have it in me to nail it. See, that's the here's the thing. But your it's, a would get told. it's a trick. Mm-hmm. It's a it's your question is a trick, really, because it like when it's based on the story, because the story is kind of a trick to me. Um
0: Let's go into that.
1: Yeah, I okay, so. Uh, I think about, like, my potential all the time, or at least the results of attaining or losing it. I think we all do. I personally mm-hmm. struggle with how my choices dictate my future choices and how yeah. my present mind gets in the way of that potential. Uh, and I do think over time... Well, I think that's, like, probably your next question. But, uh, like, I think it's a trick... I think this story is a trick when it comes to this stuff. I think it's in how the story reveals kind of its greatest strength and its greatest weakness, the ending, the ending posits this. Assume Jay is better. And it g- goes to great amount of work to prove that in order to get over the fact that in the story, your POV is with Peter and your ad hoc opinion as a reader is Peter's kind of uh, empathy with Peter. And so to get mm-hmm. over that and prove that he's like, but Jay is actually better. Um, it really... It really goes to task. And I have a problem with that only because the moves are one way. So our narrative is unidirectional. There's no pushback from Peter other than he just wishes it not to be true. He doesn't really fight him on you're better than me. He just instinctively knows it. And we don't really get into the deeper complexity of something like what is it? What is a better identity? Um, Because because precisely... You will always fail when you compare your dailies to someone's highlight reel, right? That's like kind of how it goes mm-hmm. or like dailies is a term of like in movies you your lived watch.
0: experience moment to moment to someone yeah, else's exactly. like what they choose to curate and present as their persona.
1: And the story is like yeah. Act 2 is simple and only has like two moves each. You fucked up here, you fucked up here, he's killing it here, he's killing it here. And there's so many aspects of that like simplified version um it really seems like it, it's just there to develop a trend i know it's just a story but it's such a strict narrative uh, it's always up with him down with you and i just don't think that that's how people work we're at the service of so many masters right uh and oh, so you was saying
0: it wouldn't be so it wouldn't be so cut and dried. which peter whether peter or jay was better like they would be different in millions of complex ways yeah
1: right? so yeah. like when you ask me if you if you would you like if you're asking me would you take the deal right like would right. you be fine as peter no would you see jay the to take over to and another I'd be like, well,
0: person who's like i can guarantee that i'll get your ambitions accomplished your stories will be told like, i i need the, the guarantee set out yeah
1: right i think that that's what ellison it's i'm not saying ellison fucked up i think that he Is doing that. He's saying that even Peter knows that Jay is better. Yeah. Uh, So you just have to kind of agree with it because he's the one he would know. But Uh, but I just question if that's possible. Sure. I don't, if this happened to me, I don't know if I would be able to ever let go of the fact that I'm not the better one
0: until it has been proven
1: to me, which might take a life, you you know, like of understanding. But, um, I don't know Uh, at the same instance, like there I'll play my own devil's advocate because it would be silly not to like, obviously we can identify trends and make actionable change to root it out of you. You know, like you can build a better version of yourself. And this story is simply a metaphor for that unit of change. Right. We see a man basically go inward and come out better. This could not even be a sci-fi story. This could just be an epiphany metaphor. Um, I think that that, you know, I'm not saying I, I don't think I'm subject to change or even that I don't invite it. I just think that like given like there's no trust there. It no, it's, immediately yeah, it's adversarial. True that
0: It could be simply a metaphor for, so to speak, sitting down with yourself, having a harsh talk with yourself and improving your behavior. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I choose to believe it's, uh, you know, I think it's magic it is what it is
1: but like yeah. the point is if you were to take the reality of the situation i really don't know what i like what would you do like i i, I feel like i would need to hear so i'd have to like live with jay for well, so long well then i was
0: also going to ask if you were jay would you take the deal meaning you can only Cut keep out. existing if you have if you make you have to like let yourself fade away Another version of yourself. And that leads to my ultimate question, which is why don't they just live together and share the life and bonds like some version of the prestige meets 80 sitcom perfect strangers?
1: Right. And Harlan Elson again gets out of it because he's like, No, 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 it's not no one favorite. It has nothing. I'm not even developing yeah. a system. He just <laughs> dies. He's just dying and everyone knows it. You know? So it well, works. Yeah. It's story.
0: like the butterfly emerging from the cocoon of right. Uh, you know, your bad choices turning to good choices. Uh, well, okay. So that was the next question I'm going to ask. And in order to explicitly ask it, I, I shall with my mouth parts, which mm-hmm. is to say, so what's your relationship to the fact that there, if the further back you step in time, the more infinite the potential was of what could happen in your life. And maybe things you may be fantasized about or thought could happen. Mm -hmm. And now that it's not like (laughs) case closed, we're packing up here. But I mean, it narrows as it's been a decade or it's been 15 years and it's like, okay, so you know what happens on the first leg, at least of your career journey, Mm -hmm. so that from there that recalibrates your expectations of what your potential in life actually is. Uh, Does that sting (laughs) you piece of shit (laughs) does that does that sit well with you do you how are you like chill about that Um, how do you handle that
1: well my relationship are you pleased with how things have yeah (laughs) uh i mean i have regrets you know like there's that i think that as i've aged i've grown exactly by the process of what this short story is about right like if, if this is not the only, this may be only the only process of growth, uh, I have regrets about how my career and home life have gone. I self-sabotage, I randomly will be lured into imposter syndrome and then get out of it by getting back to the good work. I think, um, sometimes I get flippant. And demanding at my peers for not caring enough about something, frankly, they don't have to. But I don't know. It's like, but I'm still... It's not that you have to. I'm just disappointed in you. It's just like, I got fears, you know. <laughs> but uh, I get out of it by realizing the damage, addressing the damage, learning about how to be better, adjusting your life. All age really does is give context, right? Uh, like, I mean... I think you put it healthily, at least for the first leg of the career journey. Uh, I think that's just the perspective you have to have, right? What's Al? Mm-hmm. What, what's Al Swearengen in Deadwood say? He says like, um... Did it kill "Until you? Is that part." No, until you, uh, you. Until then, you got more, you got pu- more punishment. Coming. Start, yeah. yeah, and stand it and give a little back. I mean. That shows about collective suffering, so he frames it as, like, punishment. But I think it can be anything like that. I think your potential being lost or grief in general, you kind of have to assess the damage, learn to be better, adjust your life. So I I do think that I wouldn't just hand over the keys to someone who hasn't gone on that journey. I think we're all on that journey, Uh, and I think that I'm doing well with it but obviously, everyone could be better. I mean, who doesn't have insecurities?
0: Yeah, well, I struggle with it. Yeah, I feel like or I uh, yearn for, I definitely, maybe this will age, maybe this will pass with age. Maybe it's because I'm on the cusp of middle age or like going through middle age now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I do yearn for youth and the potential, the feeling of potential that came Oh yeah. youth. And uh, feeling like I could do it again. I could do it better.
1: Right. But Um, you could have done so many different things and you did what you did, live with what you did. You know, like, well, the goal is I have. And then there are periods in my life where I actually just stay
0: stay focused in the present. And that is way more important because then you're actually banking. You're actually banking experience like your life is manifest Um, when you're lost in the past or future. Your life is not really manifest. You're sort of like in in your head in a way that as I get older, I do find is useless a lot of the time being present is the shit.
1: Yeah. It's good shit. It's good shit. It's terrifying it's terrifying because it's now and it feels urgent. Mm-hmm. The past and the future have this trick of, like they, they can play on they us stay that static, they're not ur- they, they're... which is
0: not even true but it seems like it. Yeah. It seems like it cuz it's a story that stays static as <clears throat> I
1: mean that's it. that's what makes this a good story because it's about potential. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, potential is a theoretical thing. So the way you frame it is the way it's understood by the audience by us by uh, a person trying to navigate these thoughts to themselves you know like these things are always based on the frankly just the pen of the writer yeah i decide you're good i decide you're bad and so you're god and if I, I don't know if we're if we're not gods <laughs> we can't con- <laughs> we can't make it that way so why why worry about it is the way i kind of think about it i think that's healthy but I don't know.
0: Speaking of which, what do you think about the choice of identifying definitively in the story which one's the original? Because he does. He says, "Uh, you know that he goes." So what were you? And mm-hmm. actually, I have it right here. Let me find it. Because technically, we're still in Harlan's parlance, even though it really got away from us. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna parse this, but I do have way more quotes to to read. But, um. What am I now? or uh, Are you my shadow, my persona, my anima, or my animus? What am I now or what was I when I got loose? Either way, I suppose I was your shadow, but now I'm the self. So Jay admits that Peter is the original and Jay is the new kid on, in town and he's supplanting mm-hmm. him. Uh, I personally think it would have been stronger if you never knew which was the original and which... Like, Because you never really understand how it happens. They both have a theory and then say, uh, ooh, ooh, I can bank quotes right now. They both have a theory and of the theory, one says... That's a sensational theory, but it's stuffed full of wild blueberry muffins if you'll pardon my being yeah, so I... forward as to disagree with a smart-ass voice that's probably disembodied and doesn't have enough ectoplasm to take a healthy, like a healthy shit. shit.
1: <laughs> Good line. Good line. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's actually that that really does feel like Stephen a Stephen King line. Mhm. You know, like it's it's almost archaic speech. Archaic, but like more strange it's not about time it's more just like enough ectoplasm to take a healthy shit wild yeah. blueberry muffin. you're stuffed <laughs> full of wild blueberry muffins kid you punk yeah, yeah.
0: Um, harlan that's, yeah has a i do think his speculative fiction that's like aliens talking or robots talking or mm. a sentient nebula talking or whatever they do have a timeless quality um, but when he writes stories of contemporary the present, yeah, uh, his contemporary is 60s. and if he's writing in the near past, it's 50s lingo. so. You know, you got to take that into account. I love
1: um, it. I love it when uh, you see something from the past and it's like someone says, you dig? <laughs> and you get like, oh, yeah. I guess our protagonist says, you dig. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a big
0: swing now in 2022 <laughs> yeah. for yeah, the yeah. white protagonist. Of you should have known that going. man
1: from the 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, I agree. I think VEG is better. Uh, like, if it was like if it was the original or stronger if it was left eggs was your question um i think the coolest aspect of this premise is the shock and then the horror right it's the phone mm-hmm. call the initial phone call yeah the personal horror also at the beginning of like act 2 is the best stuff in this short story you know where he's he's in his head and he's like what if he does this and i got to stop this yeah because that's kind of that's kind of what we were just talking about the you versed you part that's the true horror or rather terror
0: he knows all my moves like
1: and the coolest part of that premise is let's not just see one round of it let's see all nine rounds you know like uh i think it should be vague
0: yeah there's something to be said for being loose and there's something to be said for being safe inside the amazing thing is that we both have accepted this thing so quickly it reminds me a lot of um Well, that reminds me of the Looper scene where they go, I don't Mm -hmm. want to talk about time travel because we'll be sitting here making diagrams (laughs) with straws.
1: Uh,
0: And it also, the whole thing sort of reminds me of Memento. Bruce Willis. Interesting. The disjointing of, and just like low budget. You could see a scrappy shot version of this that's way more tense than the Bruce Willis one is. Um, Like a phone booth situation, you know?
1: Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, time has to pass because you have to kind of get through the, the quote fun and games sequence, which is not yeah. that fun, <laughs> but it's like uh you know where they like try to sabotage the uncut because gems that's
0: sequence yeah right
1: you have to you, for the story Scheme to work they have other. to come to a point where they go okay we can't do this to it ourselves right because you have to move on if there's two thoughts inside of you or you, you have to make a choice. Like that's kind of the p- positive being a human, right? Right. You can't just sit idle. Um, I mean, you guess you can You can do it. Okay. I want to read
0: a long one. So I guess, Hmm. I mean, comment if you have thoughts, maybe we'll make the structure that Michael just interjects quotes throughout the whole thing. And there is no segment, but I want to read a quote. That's, Speaks to the interpretation that this is just someone talking to himself and, you know, Mm -hmm. like really having a stern talking to with himself. I mean, if you look, you know, on whatever page, it depends on your edition, but he calls himself a guilty, selfish son of a bitch and a hypocritical bastard. These feel like the kinds of pointed things that you say that when you feel bad about stuff you've done, you know, or you're having a reckoning Uh, and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, not inconsequential that it starts at a bar and he drinks too much. But uh, Jay says to him, it is true, Novens. That's what's so sad about it, that it is true. And you've never had the guts to admit it, that you go from woman to woman without giving anything, always taking. And when you leave them or they dump you, you've never learned a goddamn thing. You've been married twice, divorced twice, you've been in Mm. and out of two dozen affairs, and you haven't learned that you're one of those men who is simply no good for a woman. So now you're 42 years old, and you're finally coming to the dim understanding that you're going to spend all the rest of the days and nights of your life alone, because you can't stand the company of another human being for more than a month without turning into Mm. a vicious prick. Mm. Uh, Mm. (laughs) It's just, I like showcasing. There's a reason he's my favorite writer, like, so that's, this is what. So this that's is why you actually Such an honest had me elucidation <laughs> of self-loathing. Like that's if yeah, you yeah. if you take if you update the language slightly, that's very close to what my self-loathing sounds like in my darkest moments. And, yeah, you know, it's, so it's so honest as me writing. Me too.
1: Me too. Yeah. And I think that that's uh, and like some of uh, and some literally some of the insecurities and the anger at the self and the 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 things that he points out that he says are hypocrisy. I, I find Mm -hmm. like there is, I think everyone feels that they'll they can have that improvement. It's one of those things. It's like, like the concept of justice, right? Mm -hmm. I, this sounds a little weird, but like the, one of the cool things that someone described to me, I was like in like debate school was that you have to choose, uh, in, in a particular event, you have to choose a value where it's like all right, what is our, why are we doing all this thing? So I'm going to like measure these two sides of the argument. And like, if you believe that this value is the thing that we're supposed to be upholding, Mm -hmm. um, that means that like, that's, that's who, that's how you weigh the round that determines who wins. And the concept of justice was like what I ran, like everything on. I always ran justice and I always had, I was, I was taught by like, The class above me, they was like, if anyone has this question, just say this and it's a perfect thing and everyone will buy it. And I always like, I still don't understand to this day why it makes it better, which is that when justice is an ultimate good, you can never have too much justice. Mm -hmm. That concept doesn't mean that it's good, ultimately good. You can have... Things that are unjust, that's true. But when it comes to justice, if it's perfect justice, you you can navigate the world and fuck things over that you just determine outside of the realm of my definition of justice. The reason I bring that up is that I feel like a lot of these insecurities that he's talking about himself, name one that we couldn't improve on. If you make the analogy to your own life, How are, like, is there any truly one listening that doesn't go like, yep, I took care of that. I'm all set, baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like no one's going to say that, I don't think, or that's not true to my life. I always have, even things that I feel like I I have a healthy control over, I still fear that I don't see the true picture. Yeah. And I think that that's just a part of life. You just live with that not knowing. Right. Or, cons- Well,
0: yeah, constant uncertainty about how complete your picture of the world is. Right. If someone still so thinks of you the way you think they do, etc.
1: <laughs> Just because you think you can do no wrong with something doesn't mean that it doesn't have artifacts, you know, and doesn't hmm. mean that you aren't at fault for some of it. Every time you go out in the world, you have right, you right, do something. Right. Right.
0: I see. The butterfly effect starring Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, Uh, I mean, but for the self. But for the self. (laughs) A couple more. He had been staring out the window at the geometric irrelevancy of the glass wall buildings. It was near dusk and the city was gray as cardboard. (laughs) I just like that. And I want to read the ending because I think conjuring powerful emotions in a very short space is... You know, poetry is even harder, but I think prose short story is kind of the hardest space within which to quickly conjure a vibe. And I think Ellison really nails it here at the end of this story is. Listen, Jay said slowly with difficulty, I just came over to ask if there was anything you wanted me to do, anything you would have done if if it had been different. Novin spread his hands and thought about Mm -hmm. it for a moment. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think so. Nothing special. You might try and get some money to Janine's mother for Janine's care, maybe? That wouldn't hurt. I already took care of it. I figured that would be on your mind. Novin smiled. That's good. Thanks. Anything else? Novin shook his head. They stayed that way, hardly moving, till night had fallen outside the window. In the darkness, Jay could barely see Novin standing against the wall, merely a faint glow. Finally, Jay stood and put on his jacket, zipped up and put on his left glove. I've got to go. Novin spoke from the shadows. Yeah, well, take care of me, will you? Jay didn't answer. He walked to Novin's and extended his right hand. The touch of Novin's hand in his was like the whisper of a cold wind. There was no pressure. Then he left. There's a little more, but I like that ending. <laughs> there, there's... Oh,
1: I mean, both of the... There's two... The handshake. Mm-hmm. We, we should... Like, we can impact that. And just his... The, the fact that he doesn't have regrets, we can unpack that. Like, uh, also the f- fact that like Jay sees right through Peter, we could talk about that. Like, there's so many things going on in that. That's yeah. such a lovely. Well,
0: it's interesting that because in the last up ep- in our first episode we covered the beast of shattered love at the heart of the world and talked about how the underlying conceit was that uh, madness is a tangible substance or like hate is a tangible substance that you can like bottle and ship. And that's obviously not true. It just makes for an interesting story. And you've got me thinking about the black and white nature of Jay is good and Novince is bad.
1: I think is that's... that really
0: possible? Or is that just a straw man? Like, have we picked two stories or is that a thing? Is that what Ellison does? Does he speculate by setting up a thing that defies the laws of social physics, meaning like, This isn't Mm -hmm. really how people are. It wouldn't, you know.
1: No, I think he just needs, he's just beholden to stories. The simplicity of stories. Yeah, like all stories are, victim of this. I was only mentioning it because it takes advantage of that and uses it as a complete authoritarian kind of like it is this though. But Just your point is, it is
0: the story only really functions successfully if Peter is categorically a crumb bum in every facet of his life which is unusual that you find someone in that situation
1: if there was if if there was a little bit more to act two but in the end the result was one of them was gonna leave like i still think the story stands i think it's just when you ask the question what would you do that peppers it a little different
0: but yeah who's to say this guy is better because he takes better care of his mom and girlfriend that's uh, no, I mean, better from a certain vantage through a certain lens, but that's not I think, all that life is.
1: I think it's effectively better. I don't, I don't think we we need <laughs> to turn it on Ellison and be like, yeah, no. what is that? I, I think that think would the be deadbeat is better. Say, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, it, it's more of just like I guess I in your your example, I assumed I wasn't a deadbeat. You know what I mean? Which is something I think we do a lot to ourselves. We assume that we're the good we version kinda, of ourselves. I don't, I don't know. It depends on what takes you on a particular day. Cause I was actually going to go with, I think sometimes you do assume that you're like, ah, oh, I really fucked up in that part. You know, like you gotta be yeah. better, man. You know, how many times has that occupied your thought versus, uh, oh man, I am killing it right now. Yeah. It's like, 80, I'm so good. Twenty. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't so- usually
0: think I'm killing it, but I am thinking, I think of myself as a good person. I think most people right. think of themselves as a good person most of the time. I'm only like actively self-loathing maybe 20% of the time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, most I think of the Peter... time
0: I'm like, I'm just a likable protagonist trying my best to do good things. Yeah, you know I don't I mean? think P- <laughs> Peter
1: ever fights for that. And I think that that's true to all people. It's I, it, That does not get in the way of like there are legitimately people and aspects of myself, aspects of you, aspects of listener who are like, you could improve this part of yourself. You certainly. could do better of uh, certainly, but it's like, it's different to say like you therefore shouldn't have key, like life hands on the wheel. Right. I, I, I question your leadership, sir, because of these <laughs> bad choices. It's like, what Where there's no sex chances, no faith. You went to finals last year, but you still lost. So therefore you're a piece of shit. I, I don't like that thought. And I don't think people stand by that thought. And I think that that sometimes is, Simplicity offers that kind of that soundbite wisdom, uh, like yeah. this says, like, and boom, that's how it happens. And it's just like, okay, cool, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like exactly like that's what we put our faith into. And then you go down the line, and you realize it's that even that. No, not I true think all it's all truly
0: happening. speculative fiction in the sense that it's a thought experiment more than it has
1: a of course deep truth. Of course, that's why we both kind of erred on the side of why not make it big.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this yeah. one's sort of a flashy premise, it's right? Like, hey, let's have some fun. Um, right. <laughs> and it and and it's hard. It relies on a gross oversimplification, which is Peter bad because he's a drunk and it's X Y Z.
1: Right, but also Pete I mean, I still think it works. Peter is is bad. Good. Peter is <laughs> uh, it it bad. Peter is bad. But, yeah. I don't well, know. let's.
0: How did it compare to the TV version for you? There, I have a, just a few thoughts on that. It was weird to see Bruce Willis trying really hard. It was mm-hmm. weird that it was directed by Wes Craven. But yeah, fun. that's true. That's true. <laughs> and I thought it really made the Alcoholics Anonymous parable come to the surface. It almost felt like they prestiged it up by making it even more hinted that. Or this could all be a metaphor for a guy realizing he needs to get his shit together and getting his shit together. Yeah, I like you know? that.
1: Yeah, that's almost the better story to me is the interpretation. That it's just it's just a guy who realized he should stop drinking and focusing on work. Um, he, he
0: got so drunk he dialed his own number and he had a conversation right. with himself in yeah, his head. Exactly.
1: I mean, yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the TV version, I think the phone calls in general do play better in like a play as, as mm-hmm. opposed to the written word. Like the acting and nuance is so much more organic. Yeah. Uh, and like the cool aspect is even though I don't know if Bruce Willis truly succeeds, I think he does a pretty good job of like slowly and slightly separating the performances of Jay and Peter, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool the written word however does so much much like it's it's so much better for peter uh in this story because it's all cerebral right you get the stream of consciousness of his panicked brain pulling out roots and like trying to scramble for his his salvation and it's like uh so like the horror is better played out real time and like within a scene but the terror is better played narrated does that make sense
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah, the and Twilight Zone, and the, terror, ha- the
1: ripping and the tearing. Yeah, yeah, like the dread. Uh, mm. the twi- Twilight Zone emitted that like dread aspect because you don't have as much of the narration. Uh, and honestly, I was probably, I'd say audiences have adapted way more to that kind of thing now. Like, like an enemy. Oh yeah. Uh, back then, it wasn't something audiences were used to, and so Twilight Zone, or like even Twilight Zone, didn't have time for it. It's like twenty-two minute episodes, so. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's a good way that this plays in a TV version and there's good ways that this plays. I think now you could do both better. In I film. was going to
0: say, say, speaking of potential, though, I think you could do a better, a really, really good version of this now. Yeah,
1: a feature. Yeah. For,
0: yeah. yeah. A quick 80 minute feature would be dope.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's um a lot really of showcase these... one actor's talent. It kind of would be at this point overshadowed by a lot of not doppelganger lit, but something that works in the same formal structure, like DID and like, like what you know, f- Hollywood considers, uh, um, multiple personality disorder. You mm. know, oh right. They like Mister Robot is a TV show. There, there's nothing yes, that I is. don't. I don't think that this movie really? has much more to say than that. T that, that, like, the dozens of hours that TV show talked about this topic has. Oh, as
0: about. I think you'll find with a lot of Harlan Ellison, it's foundational speculative fiction. So, like, yes, yes other shows have taken right. a run with similar ideas ad oh, nauseum. For... Yeah. Yeah. But
1: I was just saying versus the Bruce Willis too. version. <laughs> no, I thought <laughs> in this house, we put respect on Harlan It's almost Hellson's a moon. Name.
0: moon situation. It's so moon. A moon vibe. Yeah, yeah,
1: clones. Uh, six Day has a surprisingly mm. good way of formally approaching this, which the clone doesn't know that he's the clone mm-hmm. until... Oh, spoilers for Six Day. Six Day. <laughs> 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't realize that Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually Arnold Schwarzenegger until Act 3 uh so basically yeah he, he's like oh i'm the con. oh shit um mm-hmm. and i think holding that off until a while gives you the feeling of like no i'm prime i'm the one who deserves to live oh shit now i have to deal with that this new information that's a cooler yeah. way of navigating the space um uh, but absolutely uh harlan elson uh, they,
0: they, i still like it as undefinable there is no such thing as an original and a duplicate. Yeah, we use, yeah. we both used to be Peter J Novins. Now we both exist.
1: Annihilation it's, is where yeah. we. That was the annihilation style. Did after the lighthouse? Did she eat herself? Like, what is? Where's the other body? <laughs> you know, that's the mm. that's the vague in that story. Turned into a tree. That's the tree a turned into story. glass, and the glass it's, shattered. Yeah, uh, but. Like, yeah, all these, it's a great topic. It's one of my favorite topics. And I think it's one of the truly primal and fundamental horrors. In oh yeah. Like Have seen,
0: Coherence is not a great film, but it has that no. going for it where you, yeah. they just play on the terror of, so does it follows, but there's something so primal about <laughs> no offense to any twins listening. Cause I realize the grim implications of this, but um like, you shouldn't see yourself. Right. You know what I mean? You shouldn't see literally yourself. It's you're like that's uh, that is that shouldn't be. It's right. just <laughs> such a prime indicator of something's amiss in the universe.
1: Yeah. Cuz the mirror says nothing. It just indifferently stares back. Oh,
0: and I think one of the I don't maybe the, it feels to me like the kind of thing that would be a universal experience, but uh I've never shared this out loud, so I don't know if other people feel this way, but um you ever stare at the mirror hard enough or long enough that your brain starts to trip you out and or or you do feel scared or like that is another person <laughs> or <laughs> that yeah. there's another person watching me or that's another me from another dimension or some shit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like it it can trigger the uh, the flight or flight response slightly like the oh, an animal's watching me response. I need to stop this is your
1: basic initial goal, which is so, I mean, it's so lovely. It's, I love how barbaric we are, but that's so lovely about us. Like how animalistic it's like, oh, is it because we wish to root that out of ourselves or wish to cure something? Or it's because we fear, uh, things that we can't, trust or the unknown no it's, it's literally because don't I like don't eyes like eyes looking at us i don't yeah. like it i gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah i just
0: don't want stuff staring at me <laughs> yeah exactly.
1: exactly
0: i know i know what that means that means you're exposed baby yeah uh all right this is the last segment we're gonna each do three zingers this it's called is
1: silly. this is a silly segment ellison's I
0: love you. zingers uh <laughs> and the way this works is we, I'll go first, and then you, and we just oh, read them God. back and forth in quick succession, really fast. Mine are so really bad, fast. dude. Mine are okay? so bad because
1: the one that you gave me as an example uh-huh. uh, was so corny that I was just doubled down on the corny. So if it's, all the other ones me and are you, not me and corny, you, me and you okay. I'm gonna look so like we a fool. End with yours.
0: Here we go. All
1: right.
0: Shatterday, That's what my scale calls my weekly weigh-in.
1: Zing. What day is the Sabbath, Mister Connery? Shatterday. <laughs>
0: That's pretty good. The last story I read was also broken up by days of the week and was just as interesting. It was called Calendar.
1: When my aura separated into corporeal personality, I met it for dinner at a restaurant. I told the waiter, I'm eating for two.
0: Once I thought I had called myself on the phone, but it was just a butt
1: dial. Filthy mouth on that guy. That's funny you bring it up because i called my house by accident and i picked up i asked who is this they said abe epperson i said that's nonsense do you even hear yourself
0: and that's the end of the episode we're (laughs) out thank you so much everybody thanks to abe Epperson. where can people find you online at abe the mighty for twitter and here at small beans don't forget to head to patreon.com/smallbeans and support us for access to a bunch of bonus podcasts. We got a merch store, we do movie nights on Monday evenings. There's all kinds of crap over there. Go look at it.